You've got a friend in me. We've talked a little bit about Cars 2 there, which was obviously the worst one. Um, and we've picked some of the best ones, probably looking down the list. Um, and I think it's only right to kick off with the original Pixar, which was a groundbreaking movie. And that's your choice, isn't it, Luke? It is, yeah. The first Toy Story. And, you know, to some extent, the entire Toy Story franchise. Have you been replaced? Hey, what did I tell you earlier? No one is getting replaced. Now let's all be polite and give whatever it is up there a nice, big Andy's room welcome. Um, I remember seeing the first Toy Story in the cinema. So I would have been three or three or four. Was it 95, 96, around that sort of time? And um, I remember the experience of going and watching it at the cinema because you know the bit where Buzz flies around Andy's room and he jumps, yeah. jumps off yeah. the end of the bed. For some reason, watching watching him jump off the end of that bed just absolutely terrified me i think i, I think i started crying <laughs> or cut, like look at watching it now i can't explain why mm. but it really scared me I don't i don't understand it but um yeah toy story it's not just one of my favorite uh, it's my favorite pixar film but it's one of my favorite films of, of all time as well like when i sat on my letterbox account a couple of years back and um was trying to pick out my favorite films to display on my profile. I'd put in like, put in a couple. I was at a loss for the last one. And I was sort of like, well, it's obviously Toy Story, isn't it? Because I've seen it, I've seen it probably more than I've seen any other film, I think. Wow. I um, absolutely love it. And it's just such a classic. I don't know what, I don't know what else I could say about it. Like, I, I've just, I, I love it so much. It's on. It's one of those films that you watch like as a family. Is that like mm. it's it's always on the BBC at Christmas, or one of them is at least. And uh, it's it's just awesome. I I can't understand it how how anyone wouldn't get on board with it because there's enough there's enough there for kids, but there's also plenty in there. To make it adult friendly as well, it's just there's enough in there that will go straight over a kid's head, but will leave adults in stitches. And also plenty of plenty of references to like sci-fi films and stuff in between as well. And it's it's just perfect. The other thing that's always kind of stunned me is the uh, the voice cast for it. But, you know, it being the first Pixar film. And them getting Tim Allen and Tom Hanks to to head it up. Mm. Pretty impressive, isn't it? Like, if you think about it, um, you think about their career trajectories at that time in the mid-90s. Tim Allen was big in that era, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, I mean, questionably, without, without Toy Story, Tim Allen, his career would have just fallen off a cliff face by this point, wouldn't it? Like... 
what's he doing outside of Buzz Lightyear related things? That <laughs> exactly. This 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 worth anything outside of Toy Story? Did he peak at Home Improvement? Because like that's not a great peak. Well, that's the only thing I can think of. That and the Santa Claus movies. Okay, yeah. To be fair, that does bang. But but again, that's all in the kind of same. All in the same era, isn't it? Yeah. From there yeah. on, Toy Story is the highlight. At Toy Story two, at Toy Story three, and to a lesser extent, Toy Story four, but it's just excellent. And I think as a kid watching it, you know, when you when you finish watching it for the for the first time, of course, you're trying to sneak up on your toys to see if they're coming to life when you're out the room. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Like I, I think I think everyone who watched it as a kid when it first came out did the same. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that sort of magic it endures, doesn't it? Like across across the franchise, and you know, as the new films have come out and introduced those characters to new audience and younger audiences through the years, like, of course, it's going to be the same because everyone loves their toys. Like and everyone wants, everyone wants to be having a conversation with a doll, like a cowboy doll, like is amazing. But also, like, fair play to to Pixar and uh, and Disney for capitalizing on massive success and being extremely commercially savvy by making a film about toys and then obviously manufacturing the toys to go with them, which. Mm, I mean, I would love to know how much revenue they brought in from the from the sale of Buzz and Woody toys, because I know I was I was sold on it and gone for Christmas that year. I, I reckon most of the most of the rest of the population that saw the film did the same as well. I've, I've still got my originals, I've still got my original Buzz and Woody that I got that year, and um, Woody's pull string is broken, but uh, Buzz. His laser still works, but I think all the buttons on his chest all just make the laser noise now. I don't really, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what's gone wrong over the years, but I'm just impressed it still works. Like, but I think it's it's the same for everyone, isn't it? Like, everyone wanted those toys after the film came out because cowboys are cool when you're a kid, and space is cool when you're a kid. I think that's something that Toy Story. Two reflects really well on is the kind of change in attitudes and change in trends down the years. What Toy Story does really well is it just packs all of that in and becomes this microcosm of kind of childhood, I guess. But yeah, I love it. I'm blathering on. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on Toy Story? Or two, three, or four. You say you're blabbering on, like you could, you could just do a podcast on Toy Story, and that's it. I, mean, I, de- I definitely because could, yeah. you know there's so much to say, um, and a lot I can relate to a lot of things you said. Like I definitely used to come home from school, and I used to look at my toys and think, right, have any of these buggers moved? Yeah, I know. Because right? I was yeah. convinced, like when I went out to school, that they just got up to stuff. Because and that's because when you're a kid, you have that. You know, I had a really good imagination. So films like this, you know, 
that yeah. it, I really, you know, I was always into them. Um, I'm not sure if I saw it at the cinema. I, I possibly did. Because I was saying, like, 96, probably, because everything used to come out about a year later back then, didn't it? In the yeah, UK. yeah, it did. It's definitely, well, it's one of my favourite animated films and probably one of my favourite films altogether. And I can, from, I don't know if you remember this, mate, but it's actually the first film you and I watched together when we... Um, <laughs> I love that. We uh, met up, like, out of work instant connection through toy story and we were like yeah yeah let's watch toy story like because you can watch it like any time like it's that yeah it's that film like you know i could stop this podcast and just put it on it's that easy um yeah great characters and like you said good voiceover although woody can get a bit annoying sometimes that's kind of his <laughs> character like he's supposed to be like that yeah and um you know and this toy coming along that is the next big thing and he's like jealous i love that like that song um strange things yeah like works really well randy newman obviously doing all the songs for it's brilliant yeah i mean i didn't mention the soundtrack but those those songs for us so good aren't they yeah it's also quite sad as well like you know when um buzz tries to fly and he ends up breaking because he realizes he's just a toy and so this, you wouldn't think you could get so emotional over like a plastic toy, but it really does um, like pack a punch. I think that's the uh, thing, isn't it? It's so well done. It's so well. It's so well crafted that you get super invested in uh, in all of it. You yeah. know, the import the importance of the toys to Andy. You know, on reflection, it is odd to look at the world through the scope of a plastic toy but you're able to ingratiate yourself into that world and i think it's just so well and essentially at the heart of it is a popularity contest essentially isn't it and yeah these themes of jealousy and envy that you can uh, at any age you can it, it resonates doesn't it when you're watching it I think maybe especially when you're a kid because, you know, you're you're at school and stuff like that and, you know, everyone wants to be the popular guy and the popular kid and have, all the, have you know, all the attention and as many friends as you want. That's sort of at the heart of it. And yeah, definitely. You know, it's, um, a, it's a learning experience for a kid as well. It does. It deals with a lot of themes when you get down to it. Like, it is, it's just a, it is a kid's film essentially, but... You can, um, you know, remove the layers, and there's a lot, there's a lot in there. Um, it's just, it's not a long film, is it? It's like eighty minutes, but it's eighty minutes of just pure entertainment, and it'll always be a classic for me. I mean, what another thing I love about this as well is, it's like my mum's favourite film. Which, nice. Um, no disrespect to her, but it always amazes me when I speak to her, and she's like. Oh yeah, Toy Story is one of my favourites because you, you wouldn't think that. You think she <laughs> like you know, um, she likes her films here and there, but she's not obviously like as big a film fan as me. And the fact she loves Toy Story and that just shows that how any audience can mm. enjoy it so much. Yeah, like definitely. you can show it to anyone and they just like they just fall in love with it. I think. I mean, I I'm not sure if I've ever met anyone that said they don't like Toy Story. I mean, I'm sure there are some people, but I wouldn't want to know. 
<laughs> you know, because it's just that's a character flaw. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Pixar. It's again for its time as well, like '95. The animation is it was brilliant. It's like, incredible. It's so ahead of other things, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we hadn't seen anything like this before, and yeah, I remember getting it on video, and I, I, I imagine I probably wore the video out. Um, it's even got like a villain in it who's like the kid who probably in real life's actually a bit of a wet wipe, but <laughs> to the toys, he's just like horrific isn't he Sid and yeah I once got called Sid and I was much offended yeah I mean understandably because I had a shaved head I had a shaved head and braces so (laughs) oh mate that's rough (laughs) but yeah I mean just to sum it up it is genuinely a classic and I like I can't wait till I have kids and I can you know rewatch it with them like a different generation that's going to be loads of fun yeah right I think it's a it's an amazing kind of time capsule as well, because you know, like you said, mid nineties, first fully computer animated, like computer generated graphic film, yeah. and still holds up. And I think it will always hold up, uh, partly because the films that followed it, you know, stuck to that stuck to that style, albeit with kind of improvements in in animations and i think especially textures but mm. it will hold up for for the rest of the time i think i think it will always be a classic yeah i mean you speak about like sort of textures and stuff and i can one the scene that sticks out to me is how they got the light in so right when it's like a hazy evening when mm-hmm. buzz gets knocked out the window yeah it's like a nice dusk summer's evening and you just think like They've got the colours and the shades just so on point. And like I said, this is nearly 30 years ago now. Yeah, I know. I mean, Pixar, well, like, they always, get, about that. they always get the praise, but they, um, and they, and they rightly deserve it. But I, before we go on to Lewis, sorry, mate, Sid was apparently inspired by a former Pixar employee <laughs> who was known to disassemble toys and use the parts to build bizarre creations. Oh, what a sick bastard. I know, right? Yeah, that is a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna next time you watch it now and you see him, you think, Christ, he's based on a real person. This is a whole new layer. Um, but yeah, enough of me talking. Like I said, you could put this, you could do a whole podcast on the Toy Story series, and I, I love, uh, I love the first three, and the fourth one's still a good film, but it's not quite on the level as the others. Um, yeah. I like, to be honest, I'd love to come back to it at some point if you guys are up to it. Lewis, what do you think of Toy Story, man? I like it. Um, you I think like it? I like it. I wouldn't say I loved it. Oh, fuck. As in, I like it because I think when I was a kid, I loved it. And I was one of those kids that every time, as soon as the film finished it, I wanted to just restart it straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I yeah. Think I watched it too many times as a kid nah. growing up for me to be able to now enjoy it. Not, but anything that's not possible. Story, it is. <laughs> it is living proof that it's possible. But if you put on Toy Story 2 or anything after that, I'll watch it. I think it's just the first one that I watched a bit too many times. Right. Um, and I, I was definitely a fan of the toys and I had all those as well. Um, I had like I remember having Slinky 
uh, Rex, Woody, Buzz. Who else did I have? God, you had a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, did, you basically yeah, had all of them. You, I was <laughs> very lucky, and I was like, oh, I wish I kept them. But I don't think I did. My sister came around just before Toy Story 2. She was born in, when was she born? 1995? When did the first one come out? 1994, did you say? That was 95 in the 95, state. yeah. So, so my sister was born, but she was old enough to enjoy it in Toy Story 2. Yeah. So I've got mm. fond memories of watching it, you know, with a sibling. Right. And enjoying Toy Story 2. Um, and again, she had, you know, the Jess and uh, Bullseye and stuff like that. So I think for me, Toy Story 2 will always be the better of the four. But we wouldn't have had Toy Story 2 or any of these animated, you know, CGI films without Toy Story 1. Mm. So I can definitely see why people love it and have such fond memories of it. But I just have fonder memories of Toy Story 2. Yeah, you know, it's a... got um, Big Owl. That scene where he's, um, you know, well, I don't know, healing, if you will, Woody. And he's, like, painting him and he's, like, giving him a new sparkle. Oh, beautiful. Just um, madness and I love it. To be fair, I don't think, if you pit Toy Story 1, 2 or 3 as your favourite, I don't think people would argue a lot with you because they are both, they're three really solid films. So, yeah, I think saying Toy Story 2 your favourite is is a perfectly... um, good choice it's a great sequel i think i'm um, focused on the toys element of right. one uh, saying that though there's a birthday like you know those little baby tapes you got that your mum and dad just do um yeah <laughs> I know, I'm all too well somewhere, <laughs> and i can't remember how old i am in the picture in the video but apparently it's my birthday party and um i'm blowing out the candles and i say my wish out loud because i'm an idiot Never say your wish out loud. And um, it took us ages to try and figure out what I was saying. And all you can hear is, I wish my toys came alive. <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. in kind of some context, Toy Stories, like you say, has always kind of been around. Are you saying if you didn't say your wish out loud, that your toys would have come to life? Yeah, and maybe yours <laughs> as well. <laughs> so it's your fault. Yeah, sorry guys. Sorry all. <laughs> all right. I shouldn't have said my wish out loud. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely think we should come back to Toy Story like further down the line as like a retrospect episode. But um, yeah, I think that's a good shout. There's one bit in Toy Story Two that always makes me laugh, and again, it's the villain of Al. Although he's quite bad, he's also quite funny. Mm, and I yeah. love the bit when he's like, "I gotta go to work on a Saturday, all the way to work." <laughs> And then he just drives across the road. <laughs> it's just the way, like, yeah. he's on the, um, he's in the car and he's going, oh, the way to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's, again, it's so, so small, but things like that really tickle me sometimes. Um, especially when it's in my a, um, Have you seen that there's a Twitter account that just every Saturday posts that video? Really? Yeah. Awesome. Love I it. think it is like I, I think the Twitter handle is like at I gotta go to work on a Saturday. Brilliant, love it. Right. <laughs> so Toy Story, we will come back to you one day. I hope. Shall we move on to one of our next choices, Lewis? Do you want to hit us with one of yours? Um, either one, mate. Like we're not doing it in any particular order because I think it just yeah. I think they're all just too good anyway that you can't. Yeah. Saying that, I think I'm gonna. I think I've picked the best of the bunch. 
So I'm going to go with the best of the bunch first. And I'm going to go with my choice, Coco. Dante? Dante? Dante, wait up! You gotta stay with me, boy. We don't know. Come out in 2017. Although came out in 2017, I saw it in 2019. Oh really? So you yeah. didn't see it at cinema this one? Nope. I wanted to, just never got round to it. I think I was 2017. Yeah, was when I was opening a new cinema. Right. So I just never, I just never got round to it. Yeah. Um, and I, it was on telly, and I missed like the first half an hour of it. I just, but I got so engrossed into, you know, the story mainly because I'm a massive fan of. Spanish and Mexican culture anyway and like what they do think of the Day of the Dead um, but obviously we've all seen Coco yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well I'll, I'll just do like a summary then but um, it's about um, a little kid who wants to become a musician his name's Miguel uh, and his family just want him to build shoes he's like nah I don't want that so he finds this legendary guitar from a legendary kind of celebrity in that culture, which, strangely enough, I was looking at the cast list, and the person that plays the celebrity in the film, uh, oh God, I'm going to say his name wrong, but Ernesto de la Cruz. No, um, it's spot on. Is it spot on? Yeah, look at that. Yeah. I've got IMDb up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's the only celebrity in the cast list. Benjamin Bratt. The others, I can't really say that they've been in much, or at least things I've not. You know, they've been they've been in their retrospective Spanish films. They're very Spanish and Mexican oriented actors, which I think is great. Um, and yeah, he goes to the he finds his legendary guitar, legendary guitar. Try and say in that fast twenty times. Um, and he ends up traveling to the Day of the Dead, the Land of the Dead. Um, all, you know, this colorful world where everyone's skeletons. And they've all got their little spirit guides as well. I love the, I love the look of um, the grandma's spirit animal, which is like a tiger with wings. But the way that the art style of it is kind of looks like a pinata, if that makes sense. It's it's a mm. weird kind of textured. Yeah, no, I I agree. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. look like the people in this film, and I think this film is just. I'm gonna say it. Fucking gorgeous. <laughs> there's color everywhere you look. There's humor every look where you look, and there's so much heart in this film as well. Genuinely just wasn't expecting to be like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite Pixar film. It's kind of for adults, but it's got kids like humor in there. I was saying to Luke yesterday, Rich, when you cut off that because we're going to keep reminding you that. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah. (laughs) But I was saying that, like, if you go too much adult into your Pixar films, you get a film like Soul, which, yeah, is great for adults. We all loved it. But if you, you know, spoke to a younger person, they'll probably be like, no, nah, I didn't like it because it wasn't, it's not a kid's film. Right. Whereas Coco 
is a kid's film, but there's enough adult quality in this film to be like, yeah, I like that. You know, yeah, you got you, you know, you're dragging your kids to watch it rather than the kids dragging you to watch it. Um, a music as well. It, that Spanish like kind of songs that are just playing throughout the film. Um, you know, and it leads up to the ending scene and she's like singing and she's dancing on this big stage and you've got all the family coming together to stop the, you know, the evil person though who you might have noticed I've not mentioned because um there's a big twist and I was and as a how old am I now? Twenty nine. So as a twenty six, twenty seven year old, genuinely wasn't expecting a massive twist like that in a film. <laughs> I don't know whether or not it's just me. Even though I've seen loads of films, I'm still kind of done with things like twists, which makes yeah. it more entertaining. Because then you like context. get the it shock value of stuff. Yeah, it it really like did have that shock value. I was just like, oh shit, didn't <laughs> see that. And that's that happened to me twice that year. Oh no, near enough that year. Coco and Spider Man into Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> Another great film, by the way. Another great film. Um, but yeah, no, I just think this film is just absolutely outstanding with its artwork i think this is when pixar tried something different and it's worked 100 percent uh music is great voice acting is great but as an animated feature film it's an hour and 45 minutes and it just doesn't feel like that at all but yeah i, I mean i don't know who wants to talk first but it's out there for discussion um i'm happy to go I although if you say a bad thing about this film, I will come at you and chase you around the house with a slipper. Mm. Careful where you tread, then. Oh, it's true. Well, that's a good job then, because I love this film. Cool. It's um. Put my slipper it, back on. It's up there. I mean, Pixar is hard to pick your favourites because there are so many good ones. I mean, if I did a top fifty films, I guarantee you a lot of Pixar's would be in there, and possibly even this one because I really like this film. Um. I think in the last 10 years, it's definitely one of the best films I've seen. Um, it's got funny moments. It's got a lot of emotion in it. I don't cry a lot at films, and I had tears in my eyes in this movie at certain points, which, like I said, that really says a lot about it. Um, mm. And for an animated film to do that is impressive. Um, I think partly because uh certain scene with, um grandma coco the skin on the character looks so yeah. authentic mm -hmm. so you can really you almost forget they are animated i guess and that's why it's so emotional um mm -hmm. you know it's a nice family sort of story because obviously that culture they're so big on their family um a scene that it's not a big scene but uh, speaking of the colors and that um when it first shows the graveyard yeah when they're all laying like the flowers and um everything and the pictures yeah the colors there are just like amazing i mean you get totally sucked into the world and then the first time you see the land of the dead as well it's just like i mean seeing it in the cinema i mean if, if it ever shows at the cinema again lewis like for some reason just go to see it well no i would i would 100 yeah it's um yeah, I mean, it's amazing on the big screen. I actually, I don't go to cinema. Sometimes I go twice. I went three mm. times to see this at cinema. <laughs> like, so that, that says how much I liked it. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it a good few times since. It's, it's one I've re I watched it recently, actually, because um, 
Charles and I did like a Mexican night and we picked yeah. this as the film. So yeah, uh, and I can watch it anytime. It's almost perfect for me. Like you said, the soundtrack's great. I've, I've I own that actually. Mm, well, there's well, not a lot of bad things I could I, I could, if you asked me to say something bad about it, I honestly couldn't I'd be struggling to find something I just think it's great the colors like I said the emotion it's all there you know it's there for kids it's there for adults a bit like Toy Story again really I think Pixar are good at doing that they're good at um reaching out to all audiences and again it's another film if someone said they didn't like it then I'd say don't talk to me <laughs> Um, no, I agree completely. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic. I mean, I don't often say that about films that have come out probably in the last ten years, but it's 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 a classic for me. I think when I watch it now, I feel like I've sort of it's been out longer, if that makes sense. Because mm. it it means so much to me. Luke, what do you think of Coco? Absolutely love it as well. Uh, I would have picked it as one of mine if Lewis hadn't got there. Yeah, <laughs> got there initially. I think uh, that's why I was like so quick. I was like Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's incredible um i think you two have covered covered it off to be fair like there's nothing more i can really add the you know the songs are the songs are incredible it's so moving it's so pretty and uh it just gets you and rich same as you i saw i saw it at the cinema i only saw it once but i've seen it probably three or four times since then and uh yeah the end, the end of that film. I know the scene you're talking about with uh, Mama Coco, and yeah. kills me every time. Like I'm not a big crier at films, but me and me and my girlfriends, when we saw it at the cinema, that last scene, well, we were just in bits. Could, couldn't help it. Like it just just hits so hard. Mm. It's just like, oh Christ, here I we go. Know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful film. It's you know, one of those that's properly, properly life affirming, and ne- never a, there's never a bad time to to put it on. It just brings so much warmth to your life. I think it's just lovely. Um, yeah, I don't I don't own the soundtrack, and I don't I've never listened to it in its own right. But I think I probably should because it absolutely slaps. It's so good. <laughs> It is a good sound. I've just seen as well. It might be good because a few of the songs, I think, were written by the duo that did Frozen Two, all the Frozen songs. Ah, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you can just tell that like they're the go-to people at the moment for that kind of earworm songs. Mm. I think yeah. the great thing about it as well is that, like you said, it's an uplifting film. Bearing in mind, it deals with like the theme of death quite a lot, mm. and. I think for kids to understand something like that, it's a good way of, because I'm not being morbid, but it is a part of life and it's a good way of softly introducing kids to that concept. I think mm, without, without letting them know about it too abruptly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Pixar's recent films have dealt more explicitly with that sort of thing. Mm. And their purpose seemingly at the moment is, to emphasize that we will need to make the most of the opportunities that we're kind of presented with and to create your own opportunities and make the most of your life 
Uh, I think Coco does that really well. Soul does that extremely well as well. Inside Out as well. I think a lot of their recent films have been really, really on point with that kind of messaging. And they're all, like I said, they're all super life-affirming and they make you appreciate what you what you have, I think. Um, yeah. And just urge you to make the best out of whatever situation you're in. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think they do it generally without sort of overdoing it. Mm. Um, Soul, I think Lewis kind of touched on it. Soul's a little bit more leaning towards the adult side of it, I think. Yeah, I, I like Oh yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but it wasn't a Christmas. Like I said recently, it wasn't a Christmas Day movie like a lot of the Pixar's are. It was a little bit more. I don't know who's it for. Like that's the thing. That's it. It's it's a good one. I think I need to see it again. It's really, good. I enjoyed and have a different it. Yeah. scope on it. I just enjoyed Coco a lot more. Inside Out, I kind of need to give another go. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, I can I could go through them all over and watch them all over again. To be honest, I said there's not really many bad ones. Um, right. Moving on to seeing as we're sort of on life affirming an emotion, I'll get another one out of the way for us. And I, I'll, I'll, pick, uh, I'll hit you with my first choice, and that's up. So long, boys! I'll send you a postcard from Paradise Falls! Again, everyone always talks about a particular... Well, there's two scenes in this I know that people always say really cut them up, and I totally agree. And I'll get on to those. But obviously Up, if you don't know the story, it's pretty crazy. It's an old guy, isn't it? And um, he's a kid, isn't he, at the start? And he meets... um, Oh, my God, I've forgotten her name. Ellie. That's it. He meets Ellie, who's pretty nutty, and they become friends and eventually get married and go through life. And it's an extremely sad set of scenes where, but it's also realistic because they're constantly saving up to go on this big trip, aren't they? And like life things get in the way, like the house is breaking, you know, all those usual things that happen to everyone. But also, they unfortunately um, they can't have kids, which is a really that's a deep theme for Pixar to be dealing with. But it's good that they've put it in there. And then um, it goes through their life. And sadly, uh, he loses Ellie. And that straight, that's in the first five, ten minutes, isn't it? And you're already like almost crying and you're thinking, Christ, like, can I, can I put up with this? Is it going to be like this all the way through? But, um, and then he's a miserable old man, isn't he? And it kind of goes a little bit more towards the comedy route at this point. Um, yeah. Except they're trying to kick him out of his house. And again, it's, it's although it's a fun movie, there's some really like dark moments. Like I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first Pixar movie where blood was shown because well, he's be, like actually. he's implied to be like a crazy old man who won't leave his house, and he hits the guy on the head, doesn't he, with his walking stick? Um, yeah. You know, they're trying to get into this retirement home and he doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay in his house that he's lived in all his life, which I think, you know, understandable. So they can't have his house. He decides to tie a load of balloons to it. And he unwittingly, as he does it, is joined by his uh, sidekick, shall we say, Russell. 
<laughs> who's, who's an annoying little kid, but also quite a good little character. And they go on their journey to Paradise Falls. And I mean, again, whoever thought this up, I think it's great. And I, the image of those balloons, like all the colours in the sky and this house mm. connected at the bottom, it's just like it always sticks with me. And it's another one I've seen at the cinema. And I loved it. It's, it's another one that's a classic for me. And there's another, obviously the other sad scene where he's going through the book of uh, everything that they've been through together, him and Elliot. So it's, it's, it gets the balance, though, of comedy and emotion, this one. It's just a lovely film where the kid kind of, this old guy, he kind of helps him kind of let loose a little bit, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's obviously not getting any younger. And he just, and like they meet a dog that's got a human voice. That's hilarious, Doug. You know, another great little touch there by Pixar. Um, there's a villain in it who, at first, he thinks is a hero. You know, he's a hero. It's a bit like Coco, actually, isn't it, when you think mm. about it? Um, you know, there's the hero who actually turns out to be a bit of a villain. Spoiler alert, but everyone's seen it anyway, haven't they? I love it, but I'm going to shut up now. Um, what do you think of it, Luke? Yeah, I've only seen it a couple of times, but it is it's, it's properly great. Um First time I tried to watch it, the first 11 minutes just broke me and I couldn't go any further. So I had yeah. to try again at another nah. point. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God. Oh God, it's so sad. Uh, I just had to try again another time. But when I did, I was able to get through that ele- those 11 minutes. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great that, you know, like you say, it's, it's a fun adventure all the way through when you know the backdrop of how this guy is the way he is and the reasons you you can't help but you know you can't help but sympathize and you can't help but see so much of like your grandparents in him and stuff like that as well yeah yeah, you know, I think yeah, definitely. He's like very, him. very relatable, and you know, he's he's the sort of guy that you behind, like behind in a line at the newsagents or something, and he's just like, oh, fucking hell, what a, what a pain in the ass. But <laughs> you know, those people, <laughs> those people make up a big part of our society, and <laughs> you know, when you look at it on a more personal personal level and sort of figure out that that's how <laughs> most people probably see your own grandparents it's like you know it, it does make it very relatable he's it's very very you know despite the kind of big adventure the character type is very grounded in in reality and that's something that pixar always does in, incredibly well just makes fantastical situations that bit more relatable yeah i think ed asner playing the part of carl as well was a really good pick i think the voice really fits with uh with the character in this one yeah it's just like this moody he gets that moody old man who's kind of like you know loses his patience with the youth of today sort of thing he really gets that down to a t yeah, and I'm pretty sure is it not? Yeah, Christopher Plummer, the late Christopher Plummer, plays 
um, the villain Charles Munt in it. It is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Another, again, another great casting for the part. Um, what do you think of Up, Luke? Well. Oh, no. <laughs> there's, always, there's always one. No, I, I again, because I, I'm not a huge Pixar fan, but when I didn't watch this one just kind of escaped the radar and I didn't watch it in the cinemas. I just didn't, I just didn't have any interest in watching it. Wait, wait, you haven't seen it. No, I've seen it. Oh, right. Uh, but I saw it cause I was babysitting my cousin and you know, he wanted to watch it. And even then I was like, Oh, the first 10 minutes is really good. Some of the best work that Pixar's ever done. Some of the best work that's ever been put to cinema in that first 10 minutes is amazing. The rest of the film though, I just couldn't get on with it. Wow, I don't know why. That's the thing. I don't know. Just I just couldn't get on with it. Right, I think we should just end this now. <laughs> but I really, I really don't know why though. That's the thing. I just maybe. Nah, I mean, mate. I'm trying to think. The lack of story, maybe. As it, much as I uh, can't understand that, like I said, I always say everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, and. I guess, yeah, some people aren't going to... Like I said, with Toy Story and Coco, there's going to be some people you probably can't get on board with that. I, I, yeah. I couldn't understand that. But, um, I think yeah, maybe it's just... With Up, they, the first 10 minutes is so brilliant that you're just kind of like, oh, is this the rest? It's a bit, you know, it's, a, it's an adventure film and there's been lots of adventure films like Up. I, I enjoyed it up until the point where the house blew away. So I think I would have rathered, I don't know, like a, I don't know. So basically you enjoyed it before the best bit. Yeah. <laughs> the main part but of the, the film. Is, I, just, I just don't know why. I just wasn't. So you, you'd rather watch <laughs> Down, basically, then? Yeah. <laughs> I would rather watch Down, a film about an old man living in his house. Yeah. I, no, you know what? I think I would have rather seen Down. <laughs> Imagine, just, like, uh, different side characters trying to, you know, I don't know, get this person out of the house. You could have had, like, an old man home alone. I think what you're describing is Gran Torino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's a better film than us. <laughs> <laughs> Gran Torino is a good film. Just yeah, so. yeah, see? It is uh, a better no, I, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't, and to this day, just can't watch up. No, I mean, it's an interesting thought, and it makes it, it you saying that, and obviously me and Luke being like quite positive for it. Um, it seems to be one of those it makes a change, really. Like walk into a, a rugby bar and order a cocktail, but yeah, I mean, like I say, different strokes with different folks, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it is, yeah, for me, it's, it's not great. Remember me. Say goodbye, remember me